Hey everybody, welcome to The Wake Up for Tuesday, July 28th, 2020. Here's what's happening in the entertainment industry, media biz, and social platforms with a new plan for Tenet at Warner Brothers. Eh, sure, why not? A groundbreaking fall film festival arrangement, a bunch of new project news, and of course, a check-in with my favorite non-alcoholic brew, Athletic Brewing. Also, the Emmy nominations are out, uh, but unfortunately for me, I'm best heard but not seen in the mornings. But a link to the nominee list is in the show notes. Now over to Hollywood. Warner Brothers announced the new Tenet release plan yesterday. I mean, everybody knows, fourth time's a charm. Tenet will now be released in over 70 countries starting on Wednesday, August 26th, although the U.S. will not be one of them. The new plan for the U.S. is to release the movie in select cities on Thursday, September 3rd, depending upon the list of states where theaters are open on that date. And, well, just go from there. As for the second and third largest movie-going markets, the China release date has not been set, and Japan will start on September 18th. Otherwise, in September, Disney Fox still has the next Kingsman movie, The King's Man, on September 18th, and Warner Brothers still has Wonder Woman 1984 on October 2nd. Solstice also reslated everyone's favorite Russell Crowe Road Rage movie, Unhinged, one more time. That one's now going to come out on August 21st, when the country's two largest theater chains, AMC and Regal, are planning to open their doors wherever possible. My favorite alliteration, the Fall Film Festival circuit, continues its evolution as one movie is now going to play three festivals on the same day. So it turns out we've all been flying across the world every autumn for no reason. The movie is Fox Searchlight's Nomadland, starring and produced by Frances McDormand. The movie will play both Venice and Toronto on September 11th with a virtual introduction by Frances and director Chloe Zhao. The movie will also screen IRL on September 11th in LA as part of the Telluride from Los Angeles drive-in screening series, although Chloe and Francis will do that introduction live in person. As for the movie, it revolves around a woman who decides to pack up her stuff and live life on the road after the economic collapse of her town in Nevada, according to the trades. Also, the full Venice lineup came out this morning, which is pretty heavy on international titles, but I'll put a link in the episode show notes for anyone inclined. Amazon acquired a biographical film project on country music star Merle Haggard that'll star Sam Rockwell. He's at least in negotiations to star and also sing the songs, according to Deadline. The film is going to cover Merle's three-year stint in San Quentin earlier in his life to his rise as a musician in the 60s when he had nine number one country songs from 1966 to 1970 alone and a total of 38 over the course of his career. Over in TV land, the fictional one, not the Viacom one. Netflix is expanding their series The Watcher with a six-episode prequel series called Blood Origin. That one will be set 1,200 years before the setting of The Watcher, you know, back when Netflix was just a DVD company. That series will shoot in the UK, according to The Hollywood Reporter, but no timeline was specified. Deadline also reports that Showtime is developing a series with Brian Grazer, Boardwalk Empire creator Terrence Winter, and Goodfellas writer Nick Pileggi. It dives into the rise of quilt making in the early 19th century. Uh, just kidding, it's uh, about the mob. And Deadline must have had a bonus on new project development news yesterday, reporting that HBO has also put a limited series into development with Adam McKay, optioning a book called The First Shot, which is being written by The Atlantic and New York Times writer Brendan Burrell, or is that Borrell? Sorry, Brendan. It's a deep dive into the ongoing search for a coronavirus vaccine, so uh, maybe a bit of a long development game on that one. 
Now just a couple of quick items, starting with stars, as they renewed P-Valley for a second season, according to The Hollywood Reporter. The show, where the P definitely does not stand for prayer, was the most watched premiere in the Stars app ever. It has also grown its viewership by 27% over the first three episodes, according to the network. Chrissy Teigen is becoming Quibi's biggest star. She's going to do a second series over there called Eye Candy, which is based on a Japanese format where teams of, quote, celebrities and civilians attempt to identify food that has been made to look like ordinary objects. This short-form series is on top of a second season of Chrissy's Court, which was already ordered. And Las Vegas is finally taking its rightful place as the home of unscripted TV. First, CBS moved production on their reality show Love Island to the middle of a desert. And now Deadline reports that Shark Tank is in pre-production quarantine to shoot new episodes in Vegas as well. Shark Tank typically can shoot a whole season in about two weeks, making it about as pandemic-friendly of a show as you can get. And uh, hey, finally a reason for Mark Cuban to live on his private jet like it's an RV. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With Google telling employees not to come back for a year. It's not you, it's COVID. The New York Times continues their push into becoming a TV and movie company. And Spotify makes another exclusive deal. Plus, today's pop quiz. How many Will Ferrell movies did Adam McKay direct? The answer, after a break for a non-alcoholic brew from Athletic Brewing. It's only going to be 93 degrees here today in New York City, so I uh, may just need one ice-cold athletic brew after my lunchtime walk. I ended up going through three yesterday, by the way. July, man. Their crisp, refreshing golden ale is just the perfect hot summer weekday afternoon drink. It just has 50 calories. Or if you want something with a little more juicy hop character, their Run Wild IPA is a fine choice, and it only has 70 calories. So go to athleticbrewing.com shop and uh, get yourself some before I buy it all. They ship to all 50 states, and the shipping is free when you order just two six-packs or more. That's athleticbrewing.com shop. The direct link is also at the bottom of the episode's show notes. But uh, use your own credit card. We don't know each other like that. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Adam McKay has directed five Will Ferrell movies. In fact, that's all he directed from 2004 to 2015 when he made the leap to the big short. As for the Ferrell films, Anchorman, Talladega Nights, Step Brothers, The Other Guys, and Anchorman 2. But now, Will is on his own. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Google's CEO finally realized their entire company business model is based on working from the cloud and announced that most of their 200,000 employees will work from home through June 2021. So really hope those employees used their $1,000 work from home equipment stipend wisely. This long-term announcement allows for employees to make year-long plans, whether that be signing a lease for a place in a cheaper area or decisions around schooling for their kids, according to the Wall Street Journal. Meanwhile, Apple employees will get four hours off on Election Day to vote or volunteer. If you ever wanted to quantify just how much the larger impact a live event has over a streaming one, Variety reports that Twitter mentions of the recently completed Comic-Con at home event were down 95% versus last year's uh, in-person event. Granted, the star wattage, volume, and major news coming out of panels this year was far lower, but still, that's a pretty dramatic drop. The New York Times has appointed New York Times Magazine senior editor Caitlin Roper to now be in charge of developing Times reporting into TV and film projects as executive producer, according to The Trades. She already played a pivotal role in their recent deal with Oprah and Lionsgate to develop TV and movies out of the magazine's 1619 project, so uh, congrats going out to Caitlin. 
and the Duplass brothers are diving into podcasting. Welcome, gentlemen. They've signed an exclusive deal with the Netflix of podcasting, Spotify, to create original narrative and unscripted podcasts, according to Variety, although no initial projects were announced. And just two new programming notes today. Netflix drops the fifth and final season of their junior college football docuseries, Last Chance U. That follows the team at Laney University in Oakland in the season following their junior college national title. The series will shift to covering junior college basketball next year, starting with East Los Angeles College when the series relaunches in 2021. And Frontline debuts their latest docu, The United States of Conspiracy, at 9 p.m. tonight on PBS. That one looks at just how fringe extreme conspiracy theories made their way from places like the Alex Jones universe into the White House. As always, you can stream the episode on the PBS app or website starting tomorrow. Or you can join all the popular kids and stream some Taylor Swift. She had 80 million streams of her new album, Folklore, over the weekend on Spotify. Apple Music had less than half as many at 35 million, to give you some context as to how much more popular Spotify is over Apple Music. Although these numbers are not from Spotify or Apple Music, but rather from her label, Republic Records, so uh, take them as you will. However, as we all know, baby news beats streaming news. So let's go out with a warm welcome for a new bonus Jonas. Sophie Turner and Joe Jonas welcomed their first baby last Wednesday. Hey, wait, that was my birthday. You know, I always felt they had some sort of cosmic link to the Joe Bros, and it definitely was not my hair or ability to sing. Anyway, say hello to their new daughter, Willa. I hope your dad finds a way to keep his rock star persona while changing diapers. Or let's face it, just having Kevin do it. That's all for today. If you like the podcast, please give it five stars on the Apple Podcasts, or even better, leave a review and say hi. The podcast is also a perfect addition to your small talk with industry folks. You get to introduce them to something new, and uh, I don't have to search through my couch cushions to find a marketing budget. Everybody wins. You can also get in touch with me anytime. Just connect with me, your fine host and producer, Sean McNulty, on LinkedIn. Have a great day, everybody. I'll see you tomorrow.